what is one of the biggest forms of energy consumption for any building that is leading to an increasing amount of emissions every single year is to cool a building. Now, what if we were able to take and make that so much more energy efficient? What if we were able to make it so that we were not consuming so much energy when trying to cool a space? Well, I got to speak with a company that is doing just that. They are drastically reducing the energy consumption needed to cool a building. And they are organic heat exchangers. And I got to meet up with Nick, who explained to me exactly how they are able to reduce the energy consumption for hotels and other commercial buildings like data centers by up to 80%. Now that's incredible. So stick around all the way to the end to hear the three pieces that they use to drastically reduce energy consumption for cooling and what their goal is to scale this company globally. You are here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. All right, so Nick, do you mind telling us a little bit about organic heat exchangers and what you guys do? Yes, so organic heat exchangers, the roots of organic heat exchangers come from the experience of a chap called Bob Long, who is the founder and chairman. And Bob's been in the cooling industry for around 45 years. He had a big cooling company out in South Africa. And years ago, they were tasked, there was a think tank that was created. And the think tank specifically was how they could cool fish more effectively that were caught off the coast of South Africa. And the think tank came up with an idea for using organic. And basically when you add organic, specific organics to a cooling fluid, what is fundamentally created is a nanotech wrapper through small ice spheres, about a tenth of an inch in diameter. Now, the fundamental problem with most cooling systems is that you get buildups of ice, large blocks of ice. And because you haven't got the surface area for the cooling charge to work on, it's very inefficient. So by splitting everything into essentially nanotech wrappers around ice spheres, you get huge, huge increases in surface area. And it's the same increases in surface area that we have in our lungs with the alveoli and we have in our guts, the villi and microvilli. And essentially, it's the same miracle that allows us to efficiently exchange gases or efficiently absorb nutrients. And we're just bringing that into the cooling sector. So Bob was doing all of this stuff and was very successful down there. But as the environmental revolution started up, there was a clear roadblock to the proliferation of renewables. And that was that there wasn't sufficient energy storage to take effectively more than 25% renewables into existing grids because you had huge problems with intermittency. So 
Bob thought and deliberated a while and he thought, well, what I can come up with is a fantastic cooling solution that increases the efficiency of existing chiller systems by around 60%. I can add a massive amount of capacity to that, maybe around 5,000 litres to a 100 litre system, and this will create a battery. And I could add artificial intelligence to that to allow users to be told when they should charge up the system, i.e. when electricity prices are cheap. And all of that together could probably decrease cooling costs by around 80%. And this is what Energy Vault is. And if you're decreasing cooling costs by around 80%, it's obviously a huge bonus to refrigeration plant, manufacturing facilities, data centers, etc., etc., because they have very, very large cooling costs. But actually, if you're living out in temperature-challenged countries such as Dubai, UAE, Texas, Florida, Singapore, India, you know, your cooling cost can account for 80% of your power generation. So then it turns into a necessity. So Organic Heat Exchanges started in 2016. We developed Energy Vault over a period of years. And last year, the patent came through, which means we can start running the entrepreneurial gauntlet. And we're on the first stage of funding Energy Vault now. Wow, that's really awesome. And I mean, you guys could have probably done a lot with just, you know, one aspect of some of the things that you listed that you guys are doing when, when you include just the efficiency of creating those spheres to increase the efficiency. I mean, that that's huge. But then you added on, you know, artificial intelligence. And what, what was the third one again? The AI. So basically, you've got three things. Increases in surface area. You've got the added capacity, 5,000 litres to 100 litre system, which effectively creates a battery. And then the third one is the artificial intelligence. Yeah, so definitely. I mean, I mean, those those three things combined just create this amazing advantage for these systems. So just to kind of start off with that first aspect there, you know, I'm, I'm just a little not completely in tune with everything that goes on in a cooling system. So what is the current technology like what is the increase in that surface area inside like what is it right now currently like what does that surface area look okay. like currently so, so any commercial and industrial application for cooling will have an existing chiller system and a chiller system works a little bit like a big fridge so you essentially vent the heat out of the building and you you cool the system with charge and then that then generally there are pipes that go around the building or pipes that go around the fridge and these are cold pipes and that create cool energy vault is maybe a 5000 liter tank which is a retrofitable bolt on to the existing chiller system and it is the energy vault that has its own charger and is full of its own organic cooling fluid and the organic cooling fluid basically will never freeze into an ice block. And we call it a phase change material, which it is because it's going from ice, which is solid to, to liquid in this case. But effectively, it is like a, a bit like a slush puppy. A slush puppy can absorb cool very, very quickly because the cool can get to every little ice sphere very, very fast. So this is the phase change material. Gotcha. And so with the bolt-on action of, of that tank, the, battery, the tank. Cool, cooling battery, yep. Right, right. So can that 
also be separate too? Like, can you install it in a new system or is it just always just like kind of bolted on? It's a, it's a, well, we, it can work independently of an existing chiller system, but we don't really want to go for that. We want to go for a non disruptive, complementary product to existing chiller systems. Gotcha. How are you guys using the AI stepping into that or the second part there? How are you implementing the AI to help with the cooling system? Absolutely. So look, I'll give you an example that we can all understand and me specifically because I'm director of investor relations and not an engineer. But David Kane is one of the directors of Organic Heat Exchanger. He's got a PhD in this Internet of Things and all sort of stuff like that. So the AI system for a hotel is a simple application. It looks at the outside temperature. It looks at the number of guests you've got staying. It maybe looks at how much heat the swimming pool might need because you can recycle some heat through the energy vault. It looks at the wind forecast. If you've got solar on the roof, it looks at the solar forecast, because if you can take electricity from your external solar panels and use that to charge up the AI system, essentially you're getting cooling for free. It looks at all of these factors and then it looks at outside electricity prices and it will forecast the best time for you to charge the system for the cheapest price because what we're experiencing and what we're going to experience increasingly is more and more and more volatility in electricity prices now you you guys probably have it worse over there in the us but if you look at electricity prices here we've seen minus 50 pounds per megawatt hour on a, on a windy night when there's lots of wind but not a lot of demand and when we had a vicious cold snap when the beast from the east hit electricity prices were three thousand pounds per megawatt hour now obviously you know for a hotel when it's sunny that's when you need to run the cooling system but if you haven't got wind there and you've just got solar and you've got a lot of industrial demand going you know you don't want to have to buy your power at 400 500 600 pounds per megawatt hour when you can charge up the energy vault at 50 pounds per megawatt hour now every energy vault will be you'll be able to charge it with cooling power to the value of of either depending on how big it is one megawatt hour or two megawatt hour now two megawatt hour is a lot of power so actually if you if you had energy vaults throughout the United Kingdom, you know you could you could really go a long way to provide the energy storage that is needed in the UK and globally. Overall, I've been in this environmental space since two thousand and eight. I was originally an accreditor for environmental projects, and we used to go out and try and find the biggest projects we possibly could that would produce the amount largest amount of emission reduction so we're working with solar and wind projects did a lot of hydro also some quite diverse project type fuel switch swapping our anaerobic to aerobic composting which you know changes the base emission from ch4 to co2 but Cooling is a relative backwater, but globally, cooling accounts for 25% of the world's electricity consumption, which is huge, and 7% of global emissions. And ultimately, if Energy Vault can reduce cooling costs by 
80%, which is our claim, up to 80%, you know, then that 7% of global emissions becomes around 2% of global emissions. It can have a really, really, really significant effect on global emissions. And, you know, I mean, in terms of what solar PV does, solar PV is great, but there are a lot of uh, emissions that come from manufacture. But, you know, it's, it's on about the same uh, net reduction in emissions that solar PV can create. And, you know, and relative to what a small $300,000 unit can produce, it is, it's much, the, the carbon emission intensity of the reductions that Energy Vault can produce, it is much better than solar PV. So environmentally, it is, in my view, a complete game changer. Right, definitely. And I mean, especially since it, it takes into account, you know, whether a building has solar or there's so much to be said to not just creating more energy, but also by reducing the consumption of energy as well. There's that huge side to it. It's really important too. We've got to become more efficient with what we have. And that's what you guys are out to do. Energy, energy efficiency is a really cheap win. Definitely. Do you have a prototype? Have you developed one yet? Or is, are you still in that early stage funding so that you can develop the prototype and, and get something okay. out there? Yep. No, the prototype's done. The prototype's okay. done and the prototype's been working for about two years. The patent comes through, so we're protected globally. And now what we're doing is we're raising £750,000, about a million bucks, to create commercial demonstrators. And we will put these commercial demonstrators in various sites around the United Kingdom, possibly Ireland. And the deal on that will be that we will be able to link them up to the internet. So they will have a re they will show a real time performance of the energy vault versus the base case. So basically it's the independent trials is the next stage. And then, and then we will launch hopefully a massive sales campaign around the world and try and keep up from the manufacturing side of things to take Energy Vault globally. Awesome. That sounds great. And what is your perfect application for Energy Vault? Like where, where would that be? Yep. So uh, any hotel, well, firstly, anywhere that has an industrial or commercial chiller, but specifically where we're interested in is hotels, data centers, a lot of manufacturing, plastics and rubber, food and drink. A lot of these need to cool very, very rapidly. So there are loads and loads of applications, but that's probably the five. Hotels and retail, data centers, uh, food manufacturing, rubber and plastics are the hot ones. Use a lot of power for cooling. Definitely. Very cool. And then shifting over into social media now, what is your perspective on social media for organic heat exchangers? Are you guys looking to use social media in 2022? What are you guys, what is your outlook on social media? We're using LinkedIn at the moment and we're linking up with people from industry insiders, clean tech enthusiasts, you know, other in startup investors, but we're interested in scaling it. Well, I came to the party late really on Twitter and, and it's a startup company. So, you know, we've got a Twitter account, but I don't really think it's being used much. I think we've got a Facebook account. We've got a LinkedIn page. So LinkedIn's going professionally. We're interested in exploiting commercial uh, social media as much as we can, but we don't really have the, the users, I think, and the followers to be able to 
get it out there effectively. And it's not a, it's not a business to consumer brand. So probably need a bit of help there, Billy. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I understand. It's definitely, especially when you're starting up with a new company, you're, you're trying to tackle many different things. And social media is just, you know, one of those aspects of getting, getting your message out there. So definitely using link is definitely your place of focus for organic heat exchangers. I think that's definitely a, a huge place that you guys can succeed in, especially looking to get people who are clean tech enthusiasts who are, who are looking to really help spread your message because they think, oh, you guys are doing something awesome, but you guys are, <laughs> you guys are doing something really awesome. So having, having that ability to be able to connect with people and partner and say like, oh, can you, you know, really promote what we're doing? I think that's, that's huge for you guys would be for LinkedIn. And, you know, the, the other social media sites, they're, they're good for different things, but LinkedIn definitely has that professional vibe to it that I think you guys definitely want to work with because of the fact that you guys are looking to do B2B and really help to target those data centers and the hotels and things like that. So I don't think that's a, that's a different way to go. What have you guys been trying so far out on LinkedIn? Just a couple of applications that work with sales navigator. Gotcha. Very cool. And what is your kind of strategy around that? Are you guys just kind of sending a message or how, how are you bringing about your kind of LinkedIn? Sending, sending a message saying that we're funding, looking for agents, distributors, people that want to, help us along people that want to invest and then help us along just basically spreading the word definitely and what do you are you guys doing anything in forms of content are you posting a lot what, what are you guys looking on that we're, we're posting things? a fair bit we've got a crowdfunding campaign going on at the moment with crowdcube so we are promoting that as as much as we can and you know we'd like to get into the met heart and well the hearts and minds of sustainability directors throughout the us because many of these guys have been given the mandate to reduce their emissions and energy vault is a very very effective way to do that way to do that because it's look it's you know in england it's cheap as chips compared to the emissions that it can produce so it's the low-hanging fruit so you know that would be a really valuable thing to get because every single hotel in the us could benefit from an energy vault and payback i mean payback in dubai is probably going to be less than six months payback in some of the mid states would be two years. In the southern states, it's going to be probably a year or a year and a half, you know. And I look in some of the, you know, in some of the northern states, you know, most of Canada, it's probably not going to be more than three years. So you get 20 years of life out of it, but three years payback, it's a, so hopefully not, not much of a no brainer. And also the US is very open to new things we hope they embrace energy vault and we're very very keen to use social media to do that awesome and i mean six months for you know being able to see that return on investment like you're already saving you know past that that's i mean that's a lot better than like solar <laughs> like i mean you're you're taking a long a lot longer to to see a payback from that so Absolutely, absolutely. Look, I mean that that is for you know that's for temperature challenge states. So maybe Texas and Florida, you know, in in Dubai, when you're spent when the country spends eighty percent of its power on cooling, there's a phenomenal return there straight away. That's awesome. And so, what? I think as your focus, kind of first in launching 
the UK side of things, those first centers that are going to be the use cases. Test, um, test, do you... yeah, no, test, test cases in the UK. And then once we can independently validate our performance, then we go probably worldwide focusing on temperature challenge regions around the world that also have money. So the southern states of the US is going to be a big one anywhere in the US in the summer. But, you know, places like that. Awesome. And so what is your timeline for that? So we should be the demonstrators. We're funding the demonstrators now. They should be active by July, operational by July. And then international launch will be next January. Awesome. That sounds great. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. Very cool. And besides the, you know, getting those individual use cases done this July and, and the rest of the year, do you guys have any other goals that you're looking to hit? in 2022? No, not really. I mean, the product's ready, the patent's ready. We've really just got to take things one step at a time now. We're look, going to look for more funding in Q3, but that'd be, that'd be it. If we can get the commercial demonstrators operational in 2022, and we can get some more funding into the business, then 2023 would be our big international launch. So if anybody wants to reach out to you, get in touch with you, how can they do so? So it's, I mean, I'm Nick D. N-I-C-K-D at O-H-X.com. The engineers of you will know that H-X is actually the engineer's sign for a heat exchanger. So in this case, it's O-H-X.com. And of course, we're all over the internet. Just look for Energy Vault, V-A-U-L-T, Energy, E-N-E-G-I-V-A-U-L-T, or organic heat exchanges, and you will find us. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much. And it was great having you on here today. Okay. Hope that was good for you, Billy. And I'll hear from it you was. soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Green Business Impact Podcast. We hope you enjoyed receiving another dose of climate positivity. In a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening, it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world. Make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of top minds in the green industries. And if you are interested in seeing the faces of the people in these podcasts or receiving free business training specifically geared to green businesses, make sure you check out our YouTube channel and subscribe. Thanks again, and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of climate positivity. Oh,